0: Hi there. For this topic, we'll be looking at biodiversity in tundra and polar environments. Starting off with plant adaptations to tundra environments. Plants in tundra environments have adaptations to help them cope with the physical conditions of low temperatures, high winds and the contrast of dry winters and wet summers. Small leaves. Having small leaves helps minimise the amount of moisture lost through transpiration. Small and round. Having this shape Helps protect plants from the extreme winds. Short growing season. Having a short growing season of only 50 to 60 days is an adaptation to the short duration of warm, wet summers in tundra areas. Dormancy. Becoming dormant means stopping to grow. Plants in tundra areas use this tactic to help them survive the long winters. Shallow roots. Having roots that are really shallow allows plants to make the most of the permafrost layer that sits just beneath the soil. And finally, underground runners or bulbs. Because of the short summers, most plants use underground runners or bulbs to reproduce. So having shallow roots allows plants to make the most of the watts layer that sits just beneath the soil and tundra areas. And the correct answer is make the most of the permafrost layer. Let's just do another quick recap. Which of the following describes a typical tundra plant? Is it tall or is it round? Correct answer is round, because tall plants don't tend to happen in tundra areas. Does it have shallow roots or deep roots? Well, the roots are shallow so they can take, make the most of the permafrost layer under beneath the soil. Do they use seeds to reproduce or do they use underground runners or bulbs to reproduce? Correct answer is they use underground runners or bulbs. Is there a short-growing season or a long-growing season? The correct answer is that there's a short growing season. This is because the winter, the summer is and the growing seasons are much, much shorter in tundra areas. Are they small overall or are they large overall? The correct answer is that they are small overall. Finally, are they small leaves or large leaves? Small leaves. So, how are animals adapted to the cold environments? Animals have the following adaptations to the cold, dry, and snowy conditions found in polar and tundra environments. Firstly, hibernation. Hibernation allows some animals to conserve energy to make it through the long winters. For example, Arctic ground squirrels hibernate for around eight months every year. Good insulation. Good insulation reduces how much energy animals need to, to use to maintain their body temperatures. Polar bears achieve this by growing a thick fur coat, whereas seals have a la- large layer of blubber for insulation. White coats in winter. Having a white coat in winter is good for camouflage in the snowy conditions. For example, arctic hares use this strategy. Migration. Migrating to warmer areas is a common tactic for birds. Can survive on limited food. Animals that don't hibernate must be capable of surviving on the very limited winter food supplies. For example, reindeer change their diet in winter to focus on lichen. Which of the following is not a common adaptation of animals to cold environments? Is it good insulation, black coats in winter, migration or hibernation? Well, the answer isn't good insulation because it's important to have good insulation to keep yourself warm in the long winter months. The answer is not migration because many birds migrate to warmer areas. It's not hibernation because you can think of many animals that hibernate to conserve energy. The correct answer is black coats in winter. In cold environments, having a white coat in winter is good for what in the snowy conditions? correct answer is it's good for camouflage. It helps blend into the snowy environment. Now let's have a look at a new topic which is biodiversity. So here are some facts and issues relating to biodiversity in cold environments. Firstly, biodiversity is low. Most other ecosystems house rich biodiversity. Antarctica in particular has very low biodiversity. Secondly, high interdependence. Because biodiversity is so low, change in the population of one species is likely to affect the populations of dependent species. Finally threats to biodiversity. Global warming is threatening animals that are well adapted to polar environments because these animals can't go anywhere colder if the environment continues to warm. Just a quick recap of that. What is threatening animals that are well adapted to polar environments because these animals can't go anywhere colder if the environment continues to warm? Correct answer is global warming is threatening these animals. Global warming is caused by the greenhouse effect. It can increase the earth's temperature and cause sea levels to rise. It is threatening animals that are well adapted to polar environments because these animals can't go anywhere colder if the environment continues to warm. Another quick recap question. What is the main component of a reindeer's diet in winter? Is it lemmings, lichen, mushrooms or sedges? The correct answer is lichen. How are plants adapt to tundra environments? Firstly, they become dormant for winter. Secondly, they have a small size and round shape. Thirdly, they have shallow boots. Fourth, small leaves. Fifth, short growing season. Sixth, underground runners or bulbs for reproduction. Which of the following regions has the lowest overall biodiversity? Is it Australia, Antarctica, Amazon or the Arctic? Now, if you remember from before, the correct answer is Antarctica. If you found this episode useful and want to learn two times faster for free, head over to SenecaLearning.com or click the link in the bio to revise all your exam subjects for free.